Alright, run it. Welcome to the Octave Minority Podcast, episode 13. I am one of your hosts, Gigi Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Striker, and she is the forever fired up Lady Kadaisa. Hola! Como estas? <laughs> this episode of the Octave Minority Podcast is sponsored by Vans, the leader in innovation. Vans is having a contest for all high school students called the Vans Custom Culture, which was created to aspire and empower high school students to embrace their creativity through art and design and to bring attention to the diminishing art education budget. Vans believe everyone should be empowered to express themselves creatively and should be given the tools to do so. You can head over, you can head over to my blog, planetofthesandcorn.com, to find out more information and to enter your school. You have to be a teacher, so please bug your teachers to enter your school. Your okay. blog, again, is? PlanetOfTheSandCoin.com. Well, back-to-back, we have to start the podcast on a somber note as another rock legend has died. Glenn Fry has died on Monday. And if anybody that knows me, judging by the amount of tweets and Instagrams and texts I got, a lot of people know that the Eagles were my favorite band or are my favorite band. The Eagles was the top selling band of all time selling more than 150 records hotel california alone sold 32 million but i don't want to talk about all that because i feel like when somebody passes it's one thing to talk about the sad things and all the other things i want to talk about this amazing moment where glenn fry and dunn fielder got into a fight do you want to hear a story about this fight or no of course well Okay, Don Fildner and Don Fildner and Gunfy, they were two of the founders of the band. And Don used to always get in a fight with Glenn. Glenn and Don used to always be alpha male, so they always get into a fight. So this one time they was doing a charity event. It finally came to a head in Long Beach. We were doing a benefit for Senator Alan Cranston. And Don did not like charity events. He did not like politics. He did not like charity events. So they're doing a charity event. And the mayor goes around to shake all their hands and thank them for performing and whatever. And he goes. And Felder looked at the senator and said, you're welcome. And then as he was turning away, he said, I guess, I guess, I guess. And Glenn heard it. And I just got really mad. I was drinking a long neck bud and then walked into the tuning room where Walsh and Felder was and took the beer bottle and threw it against the wall and smashed it that really got my blood boiling because like he's like a real he's like one of those he he looked like he's a lumberjack type man on him got a beard like he's he's one of those rugged men so he was like that really pissed me off he said i I was really mad i was really fucking mad i was really fucking mad so later on that night they had to perform in their concert and the story goes they're on stage performing and as they're performing glenn is letting don know how long he got to his ass kicking is coming so they're performing, you know, welcome to the Hotel California. He said, he was like, three more songs, three more songs. 
Ain't no way to hide your lying eye. You know, they out here singing all these peaceful ass songs. He's like, two more songs, two more songs. I'm gonna fucking kill you. You know, <laughs> he's just out here. Oh, he just, they just, they just out here talking about killing each other and shit. And everybody's just playing like ain't nothing going on. Start getting towards the end of the set, and I'm looking at him going, three more songs, asshole. You know, and I'm looking at him, and I am ready to go. You can't hide your life. <laughs> so, you know, they's out here singing these peaceful-ass songs. So they get to one song, you're like, one more song, one more song, and I'll fucking kill you. And then... <laughs> 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 I love this story. This is my favorite fucking Eagle story. Got through the show, and it just all hell broke loose backstage. When the set ended, he was out ahead of me, took his cheapest guitar. Busted it in a million pieces and jumped in his limousine and drove off. And that was it. That was really the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> like he was really ready to fight him and done. Like fuck this, I'm like getting my ass beat tonight. <laughs> oh my god! And that was basically the end of the group at that point. But whenever I think about it, I think about Timothy. Like Timothy, it was this dude in the group named Timothy. Timothy was in another group because when because when Don leaves, they had to pick up. They picked up another person in the group because the Eagles is amazing because the Eagles had at. If you want, a lot of people like to say the Eagles had two lead singers, but the Eagles had four. Like if you count Joe Wild, Joe Wash, Glenn, Timothy, and and Don, you had you had that's four that's four people singing lead. Like I don't care what nobody say that has never that is unprecedented for a group to have four. But back to Timothy. So Timothy came after um Don Don Felder, not Don, not Don Hendrick. Don Felter left the group. So when Don Felter left the group. They brought in Timothy. And the funny thing about Timothy is Timothy's like this shy dude who um he was in another band. I guess I'm, I'm not gonna say the band's name because I don't because I'm just gonna not say the band's name. Like he was in this other band and he was underpaid in this other band. They were performing 40 weeks out of the year. And they wanted to bring Don Glenn and them wanted to bring him in. And their manager was like, Why you want to bring Timothy in? Last time I seen him, he was wasted. And he was like if you was making $200 a week and working 40 weeks a, a year, you would be getting wasted too. So, <laughs> you know, like this man, like this man, like this man, he's fucked up. Like he's, he's not at a point in his life where he's still happy about this stuff. So they bring him in and Timothy, the Eagles got two R&B songs, two R&B songs. And I don't even think they meant to make an R&B songs, but Timothy's voice is so soft. That is great. Like they got um, and they got he made I can't tell. Every time I try to walk away, something brings me back around and say I can't tell you why. I can't hear it like him, but he I can't tell you why. Like bruh, Timothy is a guy. Like he's a guy. Like and it's funny because he he joins the group like a year or two years before it all breaks down. 
<laughs> was like fuck. But they get back. But they get back together. As everybody know, the Eagles are still together now. So it was a period in time where they was the Eagles run was before I was even born. Like they broke up in 1980. So before I was even born, they had broke up. But they got back together in '94, and they've been together ever since. Don got kicked out of the group two times. So he ain't in the group no more. He's still beefing with them. Um, <laughs> I remember um, maybe maybe because I wasn't around when it was available for me to listen. Maybe because I didn't hear it in the time. But they had this one song I was listening to the other day. It's called Desperado. Like you probably never heard of it. But it's like a because the Eagles, when they first started, there was a there was a country band. There was a country band, and it was really it it really shown in the vocal range and the and the arrangement of the sounds. Like if you listen to Take It Easy or whatever, like take it easy, take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Like the whole, like it's very bluesy. Like it's very bluesy folk folk type music, country, but they're from California. But but anyway, Desperado, man, I hated that song when I was younger. Like I hated it. Maybe because I heard Karen Carpenter version. Hers is very soulful and dry too. But the desperate desperado. Uh, da, da, I, I I just can't get boogie with the song. I can't get boogie with the song. But I, that's one of my. That's one of the greatest bands. Like when we talk about David Bowie, David Bowie was able to switch up his style. But the Eagles, they just knew what they wanted, and they 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 knew what they wanted, and they went to get it. Like they brought in. They brought in the producer who produced the Who, you know the band the Who, right? Yeah. Yeah. The song. I mean, <laughs> I'm, man, I said this in class one time because I was young, so I didn't know. Mama's got a squeeze box. She wears it on her chest, and when Daddy comes home, he never gets no rest because he plays. Because she plays all night and the music all right. Mama's got a squeeze box. Daddy never sleeps at night. <laughs> well, the kids, oh my God, my teacher was so heated. I mean, bruh, Javaris, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mama got a squeeze box. Daddy never sleeps at night. Because it goes, it goes in and out and in and out. Because it played all night. And that is all right. Like, that's how the because the who. So, yeah, they brought in. So they brought in the who. They brought in the who producer. First of all, we could do a whole episode of David Geffen. Because David Geffen, I don't care if we're very not topic, it's whatever. David Geffen, um, the reason the, the way he got started in the music business was that he knew he was great at being a, a music agent. So he basically went to the first agency and he told them that he graduated from Harvard. Back then, you could say you graduated from wherever. They just sent a letter off to try to see whether or not it's true. So what he did, he woke up early for six months and intercepted the mail for six months until they got the letter to saying he wasn't from Harvard. He he got rid of it. <laughs> so they mind you, he's he tells this story in an ethics class. Oh, <laughs> he's, fucking, he's fucking amazing. Like, okay, but back to the Eagles. We'll talk about him another time because I would love to interview him. But okay, so the Eagles, they get um the Who's producer to play the um to produce the album. And again, you go back to what I was saying, the Eagles are more country. So they wasn't really for they love the they love the Who, 
but at the at the beginning of the they were so country they didn't want that wet echo they, they used to have a wet echo on the who the who got a wet echo they didn't want the wet echo so they tell the producer the who mind you you in england they spy you out to england he's like they don't want to use my wet echo they, they're bad. they're trying to tell me me i produce the who I produce real rock and roll, real rock and roll. And they're trying to tell me how to make records. How, why, how, I, I produced the Beatles. That was real rock and roll. You know how, you know how the old people get when you get, when you get really right. old. I produce real rock and roll. How did, so basically they break up with him. They, they basically, so they really knew what they wanted to do. Man, Eagle got some good, Eagle got some good music. Like, one of the like, and it was always in my like. One of the reasons I really liked the Eagles when I was young because they was in my range of vocals. Mm-hmm. They was really in my roles of range of vocals. <laughs> like I'm standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. There's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford, slowing down and take a look at me. Come on, baby, don't say may. Baby, I gotta know if your sweet love is gonna save me. We may lose and we may win, but we'll never be here again. So climbing up, I'm climbing in and take it easy. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because Glenn wasn't my favorite. Like I said, Timothy is my favorite in the group. Joe Walsh is also my favorite, but his voice, I can never get his. It's, it's, it's really, it's weird. It's like, hey, Larry, how are you? Like, it's like, what the hell? Like, because pretty amazing the road goes, hey there, how are you? It's been a long time. But my favorite part is, heroes, they come and they go. Nah, 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 nah. Um, like you gotta like it. I'm singing it differently from how he's singing because me and him don't match the same vocals. He's one of the greatest guitarists of all time. I really, man, I I really fucking like that. Like Glenn passing away really fucking hurt me yesterday. Like it really honestly hurt my soul yesterday. Like I couldn't, I couldn't come to grips with it. Like we're getting, it's like we're getting old. Like people that we grew, people that we grew up rocking out to are dying now. Yeah. Motorhead, David Bowie, like, what the fuck is going on? I know. It's been, like, back-to-back the last week or so. The whole, it's been back-to-back-to-back. Three weeks in a row. I I don't want to start the podcast like this. Like, I like, listen, like, oh, my God. It just made me want to, like, I just, like, I don't know, just, like, it just makes me zone out. Like, I started thinking about the songs. On a dark day highway. Cold wind in my head. Yeah, like I don't know, like man. It's it it's really a rude awakening. Right? It's like goddamn. Like it's like like you listen to the music, you can think their immortality you can think their immortality is never to be reached. Like you think like you think they would never die. Like you like it's you can't like you already feel like the person that's that's able to make so many great songs. Yeah. Incapable of passing away or doing doing no harm. Like I give them that. It was no scandals. He didn't. He, you know, he didn't. He didn't. He, we didn't find out he was a cause of racism or nothing like that. Like that's one thing I admired about them is that we never found out no shady shit about them. 
Yeah, they didn't dis they didn't disappoint you in that way, which is a great thing because looking up to some you know like like the Eagles, man, um, it could hurt even worse if if you man. hurt anything bad. Man, that would have hurt my damn soul. I probably. Oh man, that made me think about my um my friend, my friend um dad. He actually offered me his Eagles catalog when I was in high school, but I always forgot to get it from him. <laughs> I gotta call, I gotta call him. Like, hey, you remember you um said you're gonna let me get the Eagles catalog? <laughs> <clears throat> you can't hide your lion eye. Like, I think a lot of people, like a lot of young people, if y'all um y'all never heard of the Eagles, I'm not judging you. I don't know how you probably because you probably if you not even heard of the Eagles, you at least heard Hotel California because it's such a lovely place. Got a lovely face. There's <laughs> always plenty of room at the Hotel California. But anyway, I'm pretty sure you probably heard that song. But you should go back and listen to them because I think they have they're they're more of a they're easier on the heart. Like I know we was talking about David Bowie. A lot of people like a lot of the young people can't get into David Bowie because it's not your time. So it's kind of like you had to grow up in it. If you're right. not really if you're a casual listener of music, you got to grow up in David Bowie. But I think the Eagles, you you don't have to grow up in the Eagles to love it. Because one of these nights, one of these crazy cold nights, I'm going to find you pretty woman. What turns her on tonight? Like a lot of it, I keep on, like I, I love singing the songs to like let y'all hear like, it's really like it's some good shit. Like the Eagles <laughs> got some good shit and the Eagles, a lot of their songs, it could have been rock. Like they, a lot of their rock, a lot of their songs could have been R and B. Like they could have easily drifted off into R and B if they wanted to. Like they wanted to get boogie. Like it was in the eighties, so it was before R and B was R and B. They wanted to get boogie. They could have got boogie one time on them. Timothy, my what Timothy? Like, like people don't understand how much I love the fucking Eagles. I love the Eagles. As much as I love Outkast, we know how that get down. <laughs> oh. But yeah, man. just rest in, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. You you can actually take a break because y'all went through the hits. Y'all ran y'all had the hits. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Time flies. Right, like man. Um. Got me all in my bag of feelings right now. <laughs> I know, I need it too. <laughs> it's so it's so hard to ex accept, you know, but like you said, we, we don't mourn in in a sad way, you know, just in the good memories. Yeah. Hopefully cuz I got a Joe I got a Joe Walsh story to tell. I'm hoping I don't have to tell this story for a couple of years. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I can't take I can't take all I can't take all this shit, man. I know. Ugh. You know what else I can't take? What? People still talking about the stupid Powerball. No, my woman gave me these numbers to play. 15, 30, 37, 38, 45, 47, 15, 30, 37. 38. Just hurry up. I got customers to serve. All right. How much are you? 750. 750. It's 50, not 750. Mr. Shell, man, I'm going to kick your ass one day, man. I seen you coming out of the nursery on another day. I thought of. Bah, bah, bah. 
quit coming in here, man. Hater, man. Later. Oh my God, that that's the number one requested thing for us this this week. Why y'all didn't talk about the Powerball last week? So <laughs> let's talk. Fuck it, let's talk about it. Go, let's talk about it. Okay, so <laughs> after more than a week, there has finally been a winner for what is considered the biggest jackpot in lottery history: one point five billion dollars. We ain't even get a dime. <laughs> yes, I said billion, not million. <laughs> um, so that means the jackpot, which would translate into an $806 million cash value. So if you were to win $806 million, what would you guys do with it? So, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do if I, if I would have won the lottery. I'd freaking be speechless at first. I definitely wouldn't shout because, you know, people are quick to be like, money, 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 money. Like, it would be like that movie, um, Finding Nemo, when the seagulls are like, mine, 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 mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Everybody, yeah. friend now, you post a Facebook status, everybody like it, like, oh, I didn't know I did. Right. <laughs> So, no, I would definitely give my family money, especially the ones overseas, um, you money, of course, Loveaholics. We would go to an island of our own and we would just create our own, like, civilization, just <laughs> li live off of Mother Nature and just enjoy life with no bills, no crap, no drama. <laughs> Oh my goodness! What would you do with the lottery money? Dang, mine feel more. I would. Okay, first of all, what I first would do is I would call you over. Like, you ain't go. I was. I would. I would. I was. I was because I thought about this for a while. Because I, I didn't play it that Saturday, and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot to play." So I was like, "Okay, nobody hit." I was like, "Please don't let nobody hit." And I was like, "Okay, God want us to win this. God want us to win this. Come this Wednesday." So I bought a ticket, and we didn't win. But what I was going to do, I was going to call, I was going to text you. I was like, quit your fucking job. Just quit that shit. Fuck that. Fuck that. Now I'm going to have to call you because you would have thought I was joking. And then I would have told you, I would have told you first before I told anybody else, I would have told you. And then, right. you know, then the next thing I would do, I would have took half that money and I would have put it in a CD and it would not have been touched for another 25 years. Like, like the, it probably went to the Jake, Jacob and Janelle. Like, let them get, let them get some money. Because if you leave it in the CD, it gains interest. When it gains interest without you touching into it, then it, oh, <laughs> Lord, there would have been a lot of fucking money. So I'd put it in the CD. First of all, if y'all don't know, if you if you ever come upon a lot of money, the bank can only assure you up to two hundred and fifty thousand. So you have to put it into different institutions, right? Not different, not different accounts inside the same bank inside different institutions that way bank of america chase wachovia which is probably i think wachovia is actually um where i spago oh. now mm -hmm. but I, I i'm not rich like that so i only only got one bank account so i don't have to worry about all that that's why I don't, that's why I, that's why i said wachovia but anyway so i'll be letting that money gain that interest i will pay off my mom's house i will um let her go to the um the clinic in florida but um, you know, cause she's handicapped. Let her get, let her, let them see, let them fix whatever's wrong. Let them work on that. Get them, throw them some cash. 
throw them some cash or a kick. I'll give my brother some cash just to leave me alone because it's like <laughs> that's one <laughs> that's one thing um Steve O'Leary said this he was a billionaire or whatever he made his money through on the stocks and stuff and he sold his um children's book company for like a couple billion which is funny that he ran a children's book company because if you ever watch Shark Tank he is a motherfucking shark He's a very, he's not an evil person, but he's very business minded. So he plays no games. What he said is something that I agree with. If you ever win the lottery and people from your family that you have never spoke to in a long time come ask you for money. He said, if you got that much money, you should give it to them and tell them this is a one-time thing. I didn't like you yesterday and you didn't like me yesterday. So we're going to act like we didn't exist because I didn't exist to you yesterday. That's what I want. So that, so I totally agree with that because to me, if you shun out all these people, you're going to get to the point where you're feeling like a devil yourself. You're going to become what you don't want to become. Because if you're a giving person, then you should give. You shouldn't give to the point of being broke. Like, that's one thing I agree with. You shouldn't You shouldn't give to everybody. But people that you just want out of your life, that's a good way to get them out of your life. Yeah. I'm going to give 100000 Now, if you fail with this 100000 then that's on you. Right. <laughs> like, <And> you know... <laughs> Sorry, I was just gonna say, you know, you know me, like the old me, maybe five years ago, I would have like been giving everybody money off the street. <laughs> Lady but... would have been giving people millions of dollars at a time. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm learning. I am learning. I've grown up. <laughs> it's a part of the the process, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. So I would have took that money. I'll basically out of um, I'm not playing the stock market. I'm rich. I'm not playing the stock market no more. I would have took it out of cashed out my Nike. No, actually, I take it back. I would have put, I would have put more money into my Nike, more money into my um. T- I would have bought some Tesla. I would have bought some Tesla. Like I would have just played because I I studied the stock market every morning. So it would just be I would have been able to play around with the stock market. Not 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 billion dollars at a time or million dollars at a time. Like a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there. You know, you know, doing rich people. I would have been doing rich people shit. <clears throat> right. We would have got a nice affordable house which we would never went to because we would have been in the RV cruising around the world. So I did a whole bunch of stuff. Like the, what I would have did would have been boring as hell. Cause everybody else talking about how much the cars they were going to buy and all this other shit. I was just going to make more money because right, exactly. cause the more, cause the more money we make, the more I can put into the business. You know me, every dollar I make is marketing money. Like I love the marketing man you think people think the commercials we make now are amazing just imagine what we would have did with commercials with what 1.5 billion <laughs> man our commercials would have been off the his but yeah i did a whole bunch i already did a whole bunch of smart things like a vest thing or to put it in the cds that if you guys don't know actually i want everybody right now if you ever when you get your tax refund, look into look into a CD. It might be for you. It might not be for you. You know, if you need your money, then by all means, don't put it in the CD because you have to let it collect interest over a course of time. But if you can afford to put money in the CD when you get your tax ref- return, then look and look into it. It don't have to be. It don't have to be thousands of dollars. It could be two hundred dollars. You never. Like, you can put two hundred dollars in there and let your kids turn twenty five. And I'm not gonna try to do the math off the top of my head, but it'll be it'll be a nice little chunk of change. You know what I'm saying? I definitely would have opened a brick and mortar shop for San Juan. San Juan would get a brick and mortar shop, and the JJ and A Foundation would have got a a campus. Would have would have started a campus. We would have had recording studios, uh, um, a theater. Would have had um, 
art. We even had the art art supply store where you can get stuff free. We had a free art supply store. We would have had classrooms. Would have made it. Would have made art. Is we would made art appreciated on a grand scale. Yeah, I thought about this for a while. I can't lie. I thought about I thought about hitting a lot of for a while. <laughs> that that campus was going to be beautiful. We were going to have everything on it. I know. I already envisioned that without the lottery in the. <laughs> well, we we definitely we're definitely getting there. So we don't even need. I guess it would be it would have been nice to win the lottery because we would have got there quicker. But right. that if we didn't win it, it's like okay, we still can get there. But you know, we would not have done. Have you heard about Marie Holmes? Yeah, I've heard about her. <laughs> oh my God. So lottery winner Marie Holmes has dedicated herself to keeping her criminal-minded boyfriend out of jail. Holmes has stood by her man through the good and very bad times by posting his bail bond again. This makes four times since Holmes, 26, won the Powerball lottery for $188 million. She has used $21 million to bail McDowell out of jail. She paid $3 million after he was arrested on heroin charges in 2014. In August, McDowell was arrested during a raid, and she posted a $6 million bail. On December 26, 2015, Holmes' boyfriend, Lamar McDowell, 31, violated a pretrial agreement and was arrested in Bushwick County, North Carolina. Authorities claimed that McDowell attempted to arrange a streetcar race. It was in violation of his probation, which state that he could not go anywhere but to church, work, and visit the doctor if needed. His, his ankle bracelet, which held a GPS monitor, showed that he was out of his agreed range. McDowell's bail was $12 million, and Holmes went to Bushwick County and paid the bond shortly after McDowell was arrested. She has four children. But, you know, at this point, she needs to go to jail. <laughs> I, think, I think I read something about some charges being brought up against her now. That's why I'm like, what's going on? I bet you he. I bet you he wouldn't have spent that kind of money. If tables were turned. <laughs> Once he hit that lottery, he would have been gone. I can guarantee that this dude is scum. This is this is my problem with the whole thing. Like, I guess because we're we're middle class. I would say we're middle class. So I guess I'm I'm trying. I try not to judge people that come from nothing when they hit the lottery or they come up on a lot of money, like rappers, football players, athletes, or whatever. But how can you be so? Like, what goes through your mind that you're going to keep on bailing somebody out for millions of dollars? Like, when I talked about, if we, I talked, I have the most conservative plan ever for the lottery. And I was talking about $800 million. You're talking about $188 million. Bailing your boyfriend out of jail. One time, one time, I, <clears throat> I give you a pass for one time because y'all still in these streets and it's hard to go from being in the streets to not being in the streets, I guess. I'm trying hard to give you a benefit of the doubt. Because me personally, once I hit that lotto, let's say me and you married, or me and you, you know, once I hit that lotto, if you out here still wilding, then I got to leave you where you are, because that's what you are. Money, <laughs> they say money doesn't change a person, it exposes a person. It is, this is exposing your stupidity, because why are you still out here selling drugs if you got $188 million? And it's not as if she's not giving you money because she's obviously giving you money. She's bailing you out. I can guarantee she done gave you way more money than that. And 
these women got to understand that these ain't shit niggas go always be ain't shit niggas. Pardon my French. I hate to call that man an ain't shit nigga, but he's always going to be a problem. If he's exhibiting these problems with $188 million in y'all pocket, you made it. How, how stupid can you be to have $188 million and still acting the ass out here? Right. <laughs> Makes no sense. A lot of things are not making sense nowadays. This make like I like I try we try not to talk about her. The first time it happened, I try not to talk about her. But this is the fourth time, baby girl. You gotta leave this clown. <laughs> you got four children to think about. So your four children, this is a chance for you to th- that's one thing I meant to, to meant to touch on. I would create the reason why I said I would have put this money in CDs and stuff like that is because I want to create generational wealth. We middle class right now, but I would like for us to be silver spoon in it so what you do is you take the money you have made and you put it so that it makes money when you die so that your family like you know them oil tycoons mm-hmm. their generation now they don't have to work the motherfuckers laid up somewhere so you be able to create generational wealth over the course of a lifetime that doesn't even that you're not even a part of you should be able 200 years from now your family should still be eating off your money because you put it, because you put it to make more money. The, but you out here spending, you don't spend forty two million dollars on an ain't shit but man that wouldn't do the same for you. But I hope you don't please, please for the sake of your kids, don't go broke. Because you obviously showing me you stupid as hell. Like, oh my god. Please don't go broke. These kids deserve better. These kids that have to be born to this situation. Right. And she she's not even married to him, right? No. Wow. You know what they make me think of? I ain't trying to lighten the mood or nothing, but you know what they make me think of? What? It's this song where they was like, my man ain't shit. Then why you want to leave him? Did too bond. Did too bond. He must can put it down. Put it down. He must be doing some shit in the bedroom that is unseen to man for you to stick with this fool. Exactly. He must be giving you multiple orgasms at one time. <laughs> Onto my toe. But that G spot. Moving on. <laughs> moving the fuck on. Uh, speaking of like ignorant things. It's just really hard for me to even ask you this question because I'm, I'm almost in disbelief. If a baby is born on a table as a result of a botched abortion, what would what would Planned Parenthood want to have happen to that child that's struggling for life? Um, well, you know, we, we believe we believe that you know any decision that's made should be left up to the fam to the woman, her family, and the physician. What happens in a situation where a baby is alive, breathing on a table, mm-hmm. moving? Um, what do your physicians do at that point? Um, I do not have that information. Um, I am not a physician, I'm not an abortion provider. Um, so I, I do not have that, that information. I've watched one of the most disturbing videos ever. <laughs> um, I'm sure everybody's heard of Planned Parenthood. Yep. This hurts me to the core. I cannot even begin to express the fire I feel inside 
especially after watching that video. I mean, when you hear about women going to, to get an abortion, um, for the young ones that don't understand what abortion is, you, you're basically getting rid of the child that's developing inside of you and you, the baby dies. So, um, this video was a, I, I don't know if she was a mother or soon to be mother, but she went into this cl clinic and I think she secretly videotaped, um, the question, you know, like the interviewee questions or whatever she had, uh, for this clinic, um, that had planned planned parenthood intact in, in that clinic or whatever. And so she basically asked them, you know, what would happen if the baby survives after they take the baby out? And they basically broke it down to her and said, They'll just uh, suction the baby and it's possible that there may be movement as they're taking out the fetus. Like movement after? Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Well, then usually it stops on its own. Okay. So okay, if they use the, the, um, the Jackson? No, the, what did you say, suction? Uh -huh. So if they use the suction, then it, there's possible movement when it comes out. Yeah, and sometimes after... Is it alive or... Sometimes they are, yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that it will come out whole because they use suction, plus they use instruments, and sometimes the fetuses don't come out, you know, that's not complete. Okay. So, but if it does come out whole, mm -hmm. I mean, are, will they resuscitate it? Like, will I have to take care of it mm -mm. okay as simple as like one two three like it's nothing that you know you know how you treat a cancer patient in like the stage four or whatnot that you can't help them anymore and you just they you just basically wait until they die so that's what happens with the baby you just watch the baby struggle for its own life until the baby dies that is so disturbing. And then the other thing that bothered me too is the fact that when they get try to get the baby out of the mother's uh, womb, a lot of times the baby doesn't come out whole. I don't understand how that doesn't even trigger a little bit in in these doctors' hearts or even the mother for that matter that you're murdering a child like the child doesn't even have a voice yet you don't even know what this child could have been growing up <sighs> so bothered right now but so and basically they were in a debate you know and this woman was being like the spokesperson um and get this a woman was being a spokesperson for Planned Parenthood and she was sitting there answering questions and these guys men look at the irony but they were like so if because she kept saying that it the um she couldn't answer most of the questions because basically she says it's up to the patient to her the patient is the mother and the doctor they don't even consider the father whatsoever but back to her 
answering the questions. She kept saying, it's up to the patient and the doctor. That's up to them. And so the guy got up and was like, okay, so if the child is out and is struggling for their life, life, wouldn't you say that that child is the patient? And she, she even had this, like, you know how, like, you choke because you're going to tear up, but you can't show it? Like, she had that face yeah. in the video. And she was representing Planned Parenthood. People that don't know, Planned Parenthood started by this woman named Margaret Sanger. Devil. She opened the first birth control clinic in the U.S., uh, which eventually evolved into the Planned Parenthood Federation of America. So with this woman, she not only is she condoning like killing babies, but she, her main focus was to kill the black babies. Mm -mm. And oh can't take this any i can't take this anymore like how how do people you know i went on to the site the planned parenthood site if you guys get a chance check it out and it has a face of course like a bunch of women smiling like it's cool to kill babies and it it just reminds me of uh the whole world right now of how blind they are and the fact that they do not see what's going on around them. They don't question anything. They just go with whatever has a label on it, a brand. But anyways, um, Miss Margaret. Oh yeah, by the way, Hillary Clinton praises her. She's glad, she, she happily accepts. She even says she's going to pick up the fight for Planned Parenthood if she's elected. That is so disturbing. and. So one of the quotes, and I'm, I'm going to sit here um, and read it. This is what came out of Miss Margaret Sangler's mouth. Um, she, she said a few of them. Here's a few of them. I'm not just going to say one. Here's one which says, even this will not be sufficient because I believe that now immediately there should be national sterilization for certain diagenic types of our population who are being encouraged to breed and would die out were the government not feeding them. And then she said, um, here's one. And then another one, colored people are like human weeds and need to be exterminated. This, this motherfucker is the devil. Like, that's what I'm like when people talk about parent Planned Parenthood. It's like, and then mind you, they have they have her on the um on the on the website, and there's no mention of her fucking past. Like they try to dress it up as if this woman is a saint and she's doing the world a favor. She ain't doing the world a favor. The, the motherfucker's the devil. Like she's like on like woo. Like the thing that gets me about this whole thing is because I researched it. Planned Parenthood, you can get abortion up to 24 weeks. 24 weeks is six months. Now, I try not to, again, we try not to judge people, but you should know, you should know before six weeks, whether six months, whether or not you want to, fuck it, six weeks. You should know before six weeks whether or not you want to have this kid. 
It's another thing to have a full grown baby. You have a at six months, the baby is grown. That's a that's a baby. People have C sections 24 weeks. So at 24 weeks, you have a full on baby, you letting it die now. You're killing, you are you are joining the cause of a murder. You are now a murderer because at six months, that is a baby with a full grown heart, a full grown hand. It has grown to understand it has feelings, and now you just killed it. Because you because you didn't think because because you didn't think that after that fucking week of you getting knowing you was pregnant, you didn't think, hey, let me get plan B pill. So because you're negligent, your baby has to die because of your negligence. And this shit ain't right. Like to me, if you want to get an abortion, you need to, you, they need to give you a month. They need to give you a month. You you have between that month to decide whether or not you want to get an abortion. If you don't want to get an abortion and within that month, then you need to have you have to have that baby. And they gotta give it up for adoption if you don't want it. Ain't no way in hell to me you're gonna put a baby on the table and tell me that it gotta die. What kind of shit is that? Like, how can you full consciously with a heart tell me that you're gonna put a baby, a live baby on a on a on a um hospital table and just watch it die what kind of shit is that what kind of shit is that and then you compare it to a cancer patient most cancer patients something happens to cause them to get into the nature that they are they got cancer that's called having cancer so you mean to tell me that you're comparing a cancer patient to a fucking baby that just being born that baby so that so that so that cancer for that baby is equivalent to being born. So that baby is basically a cancer baby because it wanted to be born into this world. It didn't ask to be born into this world. It damn sure didn't ask to be born into a negligent parent that you are exhibiting if you're waiting to six fucking months to get an abortion. Like, I, and before people try to hit us with the stacks, we already know that only 3% of Planned Parenthood services are abortions we already we already know that most people go to the Planned Parenthood for something other than abortions but I still I still feel that we need to have a program outside of the Planned Parenthood because I cannot step my foot into a place where the whole sole purpose was to wipe out black people and then that's what she fucking said it's not it's not hyperbole it's not black people overreacting and being sensitive these are words that she actually said that could be looked up that could be quoted she got her name attached to this shit she even is video of her it feels yeah. this like it's not like I said. This is not hyperbole. This is not black people being sensitive and thinking that the whole government is out to get them. Because we would get to that in a minute. But it's not. It's not this whole conspiracy theory. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is something that actually happened. This woman was trying to eliminate black people, and you're doing her a favor by going to them clinics every time you do. I don't care what it involved into, what it changed into. Just like y'all's created Planned Parenthood, we can create something else to give a safe haven for women that need birth control, that need sex education, that need relationship advice marriage counseling whatever they need they need we need another place to go to because i'm not stepping into or i'm not advising anybody to step into a place where the fucking woman wants you dead she said yeah. that you need to be exterminated if she would have had her way you wouldn't even be here so to thank her you so so to show your appreciation for being here you step into a place where they didn't want you i don't care what the fuck they stand for now i don't celebrate any president that came before abraham lincoln george yeah. washington doesn't exist to me Thomas Jefferson can eat a dick off all I care. Ain't no way in hell you me you gonna tell me that you can sit here in your right mind, sit here and support something like that. Like, like I said, if you want to get abortion, that's cool, but you need you need to think about that. You should you need to think about that quicker than what you're doing right now because six months is way too fucking long before you decide that you want to get rid of your baby because that's what you're doing. You're getting rid of a human. You get rid of a human being at that point. Like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to judge people and I try not we try not to judge people, but that's fucking crazy. You waited till it was a full grown baby to decide up now today I'm gonna get an abortion. Like what the fuck? Plan yeah. B put plan B pills are over the counter. 
You can get it before it becomes a human, but you choose to be negligent. You know when you had sex with this person and you found out you was pregnant and you this person was acting like a piece of shit or you was acting like a piece of shit. In that moment, you're supposed to be like, okay, let me get this pill. Let me get rid of this as quick as I can. Not let me wait till it's a baby and it's on a table and we're going to take it to a clinic and we're going to watch it die. Like how? And then they give you the choice when it's that, that old. When they give you a choice, they say, well, this baby's going to die. And it's up to you whether or not we're going to save it or we're going to watch it die. In your fucking sick mind, you're going to sit there and be like, let it die? What kind of, what kind of fucking human are you? You're not a fucking human. And then people want to talk about all this other bullshit like she, this motherfucking dumbass devil wanted to talk about black people fucking and having children. Motherfucker, last time I checked, motherfucking white women also having children at these young ages. Unless these women on Team Mom are getting paid to be actors because these motherfuckers white is all outdoors. Just like white people, I mean, just like black people fucking at young ages, white people fucking at young ages. So get the fuck out of here with, with this fucking notion that black people are the fucking cause of this, root of this evil, that you just got to fucking root them out and kill them and go into these neighborhoods. Fuck you. Yeah, this, this other quote that she has, we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that, that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. And that's another thing. Stop fucking mentioning that Martin Luther King got this award. He didn't, he, hmm, Lord have mercy. Like somebody said, on, um, like like one thing one thing I like about Facebook is that people are socially aware now. Because there's a lot of people posting like, "How dare you fucking speak Martin Luther King King's name in the same notion of this fucking devil?" Like don't like uh, y'all motherfuckers better stop trying to rewrite history. Because goddamn it, I'm here to motherfucking re I'm here to motherfucking correct you on that shit. Believe that this shit don't fly on my watch. Part of my French and all that other bullshit, but your ass ain't gonna be rewrite history on my watch. Yeah, and, and Hillary Clinton has the nerve to like quote, like to say, you know, it, she said, I admire Margaret Sanger enormously, her courage, her tenacity, her vision and taking on, um, taking on attitudes and accusations flowing from all directions. I am really in awe of her. And there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from her life and from the cause she launched and fought for and sacrificed so bravely. Hillary Clinton, that's one reason why I'm glad you said that, Hillary Clinton, because I need to, I, I love adding reasons on to not voting for you in between this whipping and this landing, which is fucking ironic because you're pandering to black people but yet your idol is the fucking devil and a woman that hated black people so much that she started clinics to eliminate them. Then you talk about taking criticism. How can you take the criticisms or false criticism if the fucking shit is true? If I say my shoe is brown and my shoe is brown and somebody tried to tell me that my shoe is brown, then I can't argue with them that my shoe is not brown if my shoe is brown. I had to break it down to the common denominator for all the stupid motherfuckers listening because if I would have used the the analogy that would have went over your head, you would have swear that I'm that I'm trying to reach, but I'm not reaching. You can't, you can't, you can't piss on my shoes and tell me it's raining. Hillary Clinton, you're supposed to be a socially conscious, aware person that likes to talk about how you're gonna do this for the black person and do this for the black person, do this and that for the black person. I, first of all, I don't believe what you're saying. I believe Bernie Sanders is the only person saying what he really feels because he's been doing this since the fucking sixties, fifties. He he been doing this. He's on camera doing this. So. He's either he's either he's either in the longest con of his life or he fully believes what he speaks about. So when you come to me 
and you're talking about how this woman, you look up to this woman, and you happy to fight her fight. Fuck you. What what the whipping they they all up out my motherfucking face right now? Let's get to this awkward mail. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Awkward mail. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the other woman. My husband of 10 years always liked to cross dress. Mm. He did it when we dated and all through our marriage. It was casual, the occasional outing, a stress reliever for him that I had no problem with. In the past year, all of a sudden, he has ramped up his cross dressing activities ordering tons of clothes, going out at least once a week as Pam, and telling a few close friends of his proactivities. I know a lot of this is a reaction to our daughter we had two years ago and the new pressures and responsibilities. But how do I deal with the resentment that Pam gets all of his attention and his daughter and I are second. Started weighing less and going out more. <laughs> Glasses of champagne I never seen before. Used to call me on my cell phone. Time up. What? Did she just say her husband be cross-dressing? When I first, when I initially read this, I was thinking one way but after I just read it again <laughs> so after knowing for 10 damn years that your husband cross dresses and you wouldn't even give a shit about it <laughs> now all of a sudden it's a problem because the attention is not on you and your daughter it has nothing to do with him cross dressing you don't even give a fuck that he cross dresses Loki just snitching on him for no reason yeah that's what it sounds like. Don't get mad now. You agreed to this shit before you got married. <laughs> you used to call me on my cell phone. Hey, get some, get some tips. <laughs> I know when Pam calls, <laughs> she knows me one thing. She just want to borrow my shoes. She me and her, we just don't get along. You made me feel like I did you wrong. So it's like, are you? So you? <laughs> you jealous of your own husband for the attention that he is getting as a woman? What the fuck is going on in this conversation? That's what I'm saying. Like, get some tips from Pam and keep it moving. Like, just you don't have to compete. Y'all are one. You represent each other. I mean, you're married. Okay. She said, okay, I'm going to read it again. Not the whole thing, but the last sentence. She mm. basically said, I know a lot of this is a reaction to our daughter we had two years ago and the new pressures and responsibilities. But how do I deal with the resentment that Pam gets all of his attention and his daughter and I are second? Okay, okay, okay. Now, now that I heard the actual question, because you lost it when you said he was dressing up as Pam. Okay. This is simple. You need to have a conversation. You need to say, when I met you, you was a cross-dresser, and I was cool with it. But now I feel like you're dressed, you started, you st 
I'm trying so hard not to say started dressing less and going, started wearing less and going now more. But no, nah, seriously, you need to like you start you 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 kind of you kind of neglecting me and our daughter. Like it's cool that you want to cross dress and that's okay, but if this is the way you're going to be, then you need to pay more attention to me and me and your daughter because we have a daughter now. It was okay when it was just me, but now we have a daughter that you're neglecting. And that's not even- you need to talk to him. Go ahead. Sorry. That's that's my advice. Because at first I I went I was listening, but I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I know when the hotline blink, that can only mean one thing. Ever since I left the city, you you you. <laughs> she said, "Hey, you know this is so he girl he about to leave you." He about to leave you because he's telling people about Pam now. Because Pam was a secret for 10 years. But he don't, he, be, he ready to walk in his truth. He heard Caitlyn Jenner and went crazy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yep, she done fucked it up for you. See, he was like, wait. I want I, I want some of this attention. For real, like, like all like all this bullshit aside, he about to leave. I really feel like he's about to leave you because if he um he seems to be this is this is the way I look at it. The older he gets, the more confident he's getting in being this cross-dressing person that he is. So it's getting to the point where he just he's building up the nerve to completely leave you because y'all done had that child, and I hope you didn't have that child with him, hoping that that would keep him with you. So he's you know, getting to the point where you need to have a conversation. You like you need to let him know that you feel neglected. That's that's the, that's the real answer. That's that's what it comes down to. You need to let him know that you feel like. You're being neglected in this relationship. Yeah, obviously y'all are open. Damn, he cross-dressing yeah. for ten years. So it's just being. I mean, it's logic sense here. Like you exactly you gotta, have a conversation. Exactly, it's not even about you know him being whatever he wants to be. Like, just talk, talk to the man. <laughs> talk to me. I really want to meet you. Can I talk to you? Oh yeah, Pam. I be like Pam. I really wanna know you. Oh, 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 oh. Why don't y'all go out together? Right. Hey, little solution. Why don't you and Pam go out in the town? <laughs> I wanna know what it is to make you feel this way. Hey. Not nah, seriously, but yeah. I hope we helped you with your question. For um, if you have an awkward mail that you want to send us, you can send it to J Bar Squire at Planet of the San Juan. J Bars is spelled J A V A R I S at Planet of the San Juan. San Juan is spelled S A N Q U O N dot com, and you can also reach us at Kadir at wordsbyladyg dot com. Kadir is spelled G H A D I R at wordsbyladyg dot com many times I had to repeat my name today. I was like, just call me G. <laughs> <laughs> G, 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 you nut. <laughs> That's an inside joke. I'm pretty sure she want me to share why I, why I would call it G. But um, <laughs> also, we're also, we're also joining the movement to get water to Flint. Michigan. So if you go to both of our blogs, that's planetofthesanquan.com and wordsbyladyg.com, you will see where you can send your cases of water. Also, you can send money because these people in Flint, Michigan 
really need the water right now to keep from this mass genocide that is going on. Actually, I'm not going to say that. To stop from this mass genocide that's coming from I don't know where. Who should be arrested. <laughs> yeah. Whoever doing it should be arrested. Intent. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's the Aqua Minority Podcast for this week, and we will catch you guys later. Love y'all. Have a good day. Have a great week. Peace.